Welcome to the Not So Darling Podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Phillips. This is a platform where my guest and myself share honest conversations while not taking life too seriously. Because let's face it, being perfect is lame. After connecting with Samantha on social media, I felt a huge relief to know I wasn't alone in my social awkwardness as a non-drinking mom. I wanted to share her story in light that it could help some of my listeners who question if their drinking is a coping mechanism to calm their anxiety, give them relief through their motherhood journey, or just struggling through that day-to-day life. So let me tell you a little bit about Samantha Perkins. She is an author of the book, Alive AF, One Anxious Mom's Journey to Becoming Alcohol-Free. Samantha is passionate about sharing her anxiety remedies and universal truths she has discovered about living without alcohol. She has always loved writing and chronicles her life on the blog, Alive AF, which inspired this book. She is exceptionally interested in uncovering the role that alcohol plays in our everyday lives, in everything from parenting, mental health, relationships, and even career choices. Samantha is a married mom of two and has a BA in psychology from the University of Kentucky. After leaving her career in mental health, she began working in real estate and is now an Airbnb superhost. She has big plans for writing more books. She hosts wellness retreats, leads an online sober book club, and helps women, especially mothers, rethink their relationship with alcohol. Hey, Samantha, thanks so much for joining me today. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I'm excited as well uh, to share your story to my listeners. So without further ado, please tell my listeners about yourself. Okay. Um, I'm Samantha, and I am the author of Alive AF, One Anxious Mom's Journey to Becoming Alcohol-Free. I also um, blog about my experience of becoming alcohol-free at my blog, Alive AF, Um, I'm a mom. I have two little kids. I live in Louisville and, um, you know, I'm just kind of learning like everybody else how to, you know, live my best life. Mm, I love that. Yeah. That's what really attracted uh, me, uh, to you. And, uh, we somehow became Instagram friends, um, and started following each other. But, I I just felt like I really wanted to share your story because there's just so many, um, things about your story that resonated with me. Uh, you talk about anxiety, um, and you also talk about, I guess, you know, your issues with alcohol and, um, I don't really have issues with alcohol, but I've struggled with understanding why, um, not why people do, because I know why they end up you know, having these, um, issues with alcohol because myself, um, being a really anxious stay at home mom, uh, develops an eating disorder, uh, after I had a medical diagnosis, diagnosis, 
of celiac disease. And, you know, I've been told I've, I'm like an addictive, I have a different, an addictive personality. So I'm glad I never really liked alcohol. Um, but I, and I never really wanted to be sick. And I would see like some of my friends get sick or have hangovers. And I was like, oh no, I can't. So, you know, I just, ugh, it just freaked me out. And I guess too, I'm very controlling. So I have to stay, I don't want to say controlling. I'm not like a controlling person, but I like to be in control is what I mean with myself. So, um, and maybe that's, uh, and just part of myself that maybe I, you know, that's how I cope is not to do those things because I have anxiety. I don't know. So tell me more about like your story of how like the anxiety took over and what, um, developed, you know, with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've had anxiety since I was a child. And, you know, in my book, I talk about this experience from when I was little, kind of like my first panic attack, but, you know, I lived in a small town and, you know, this was like the late eighties, early nineties, where people weren't really talking about mental health that much. And so, you know, I, I didn't, no one really ever talked to me about, you know, me having anxiety. It was more just like, I don't know what, they just couldn't really figure out what happened when I went to the doctor and talked about this panic attack that I had. Um, I don't think anybody really thought that I had anxiety. And so, you know, the older I got, there were times in my life when it would subside and then times that it felt worse. But after having kids and um, becoming a stay-at-home mom, I left my job after my son was born, right before my second child was born. Um, I found myself kind of at home all day alone with these two babies, you know, and my anxiety just really skyrocketed. And I didn't have a great social outlet at the time, and I didn't have a lot of other coping skills. And so I kind of started figuring, well, I'm not going to work tomorrow and there's nothing else going on. So I'll, I'll start drinking, you know, a glass of wine here or a beer there, you know, and I was started using kind of alcohol to help me cope with it because when I would take, have a couple drinks, you know, for the time being, um, short term time being that the anxiety would go away or the pressure of the kids or just also kind of something to do because, you know, when you have two little babies, you're not really going out as much and you're not, you know, I kind of was in between who I used to be and who I was becoming. And so just the alcohol kind of kept, helped me keep all that at bay, not having to really deal with anything and just take it away for the time being. Mm, Yeah. And so did you struggle like with alcoholism or does it run in your family or, or was that? I, I love that question because I think for a long time, it's that very question that kind of kept me from, discovering more about how alcohol was affecting me. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, when I look back, um, I was just doing a little bit of research right before we met and, you know, it's like moderate drinking for women is one drink per day. That's what's considered moderate by the, um, you know, U S department of health and human services. And so I definitely was drinking more than one drink per day, not every day, but when I did drink, maybe I might, you know, if it was a Saturday, maybe I had five drinks or then again on Tuesday, I might have two or three. And then again on 
Thursday. So I don't consider myself, I wasn't waking up in the morning and having to drink because I was so addicted. Um, but I did rely on alcohol for all of the things in my life. I, you know, used it to cope with anxiety. I used it if something fun was happening. I drank when I was sad or depressed. I drank when I was nervous about going to a social event. Um, and so I wouldn't say that it necessarily ran in my family or that I was ever diagnosed with alcoholism, but it definitely um, was having, I, I had to kind of look at like, is alcohol, despite whether or not I'm diagnosed as an alcoholic or if I have alcoholism, is alcohol playing a role in making me feel better or worse? And it was definitely yeah. making me feel worse. Yeah. And cause you know, they use the term like functioning alcoholic mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, if you need alcohol to cope with these issues, then I would consider these things being a problem, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I completely agree with that. However, I think that just culturally, we don't talk about that very much. And so people think, well, if I can, you know, if I'm not wake, waking up in the morning having to have a drink, I'm just going to, I'm probably not an alcoholic. And so I'll just keep on drinking, <laughs> you know, that's kind of, yeah. How yeah. I, you know, so I think that, you know, we kind of get mixed messages from the media about like drinking is fun and drinking is cool. Mm-hmm. And that's what we moms do. We drink when things are stressed. And so it really kind of um, prevents people like me from, you know, wondering, is this a problem for me? I'm like, Oh, everybody's doing it. You know? Mm-hmm, yeah. Me personally, I've witnessed what alcohol can do to somebody and their family. And, you know, thank goodness, I've never really acquired the taste of alcohol. Uh, and, you know, I feel like such an outcast socially because I don't drink. And, you know, a lot of moms and a lot of, um, you know, socially, like social events are around, you know, alcohol and partying and going out. And don't get me wrong, when I was younger, I did go out and I did, I don't want to say party because I didn't drink, but I did party with my friends and and tried to to, you know, try these like drinks. You know, my friends would make them and, you know, two of my good friends were bartenders. Um and uh you know, they would mix up drinks and here, take this and try it. It tastes like Kool-Aid. I'm like, no, it does not taste like Kool-Aid. That shit burns when it goes down my throat. So I don't know. I just don't like it. And I guess too, I was just so scared uh, watching like my brother um, go down this path of, of, Oh, it was just bad, you know, and I seen what it what it done to his life and and our family. And I just was so scared. And and I think that was one of the reasons why, too. And then also because I really didn't like it. But and and I and it bothers me so much uh, when I think about like socially how it is, because for me, I feel like an outcast, like I already said, like a weirdo or, you know, like this uptight mom who you know needs to relax and have a drink I mean I'm Catholic Catholics love to drink you know so um I don't but that's the thing is like I don't fit that mold of um and I'm not saying that in a bad way to anybody who drinks so I, I don't want that to come off as that because my friends drink I don't mind it you know they can do with them and I'll do me I, I don't it's I'm not 
like saying, oh, you shouldn't do it. I'm just saying that for me, it wasn't my thing. And so that's why I wanted to have you on to talk about these things and and share your experience um, and to talk about how socially it's awkward for for us non-drinkers in in this world today. And I love how you mentioned like these moms and how they um, talk about wine. And it drives me crazy when I see that, uh, when I'll see those shirts um, or those things and I'm like, oh my gosh, or coffee, same thing, because I don't drink either of them. So I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, okay, I love that shirt, but I don't drink wine. So I can't buy it. Or I like that shirt and it says coffee, whatever hair up coffee and mascara and I'm like well can't get that either because I don't drink coffee either so like weirdo maybe I just need that I don't know (laughs) (laughs) no I hear you yeah and I think part of it for me you know in my close circle most of my friends and family drink you know and so part of the reason I didn't want to stop drinking is because I really didn't know what I like to do. You know, I mean, that's what I did. You know, anytime we got together with friends or, you know, went on vacation, you know, we were always drinking was always there. And so it wasn't just about not drinking anymore, just, you know, not drinking the alcohol, but also what am I going to do with myself and who, who am I going to hang out with? And am I going to be any fun? And are people going to think I'm like you said, are people going to think I'm a weirdo or that I'm uptight or that I'm judging them for drinking, you know? And so there is just a huge social aspect to drinking and kind of learning how to get around that for sure. Mm -hmm. And so these fads, because we were talking about that too, um, uh, you know, of, of drinking or whatever, like this fad thing and, and drinking, why does it, uh, you know, it's like, uh, why does it have to be like this um, socially fun thing to do? Like, why, why do you think that? Why do you think alcohol is, is this show socially fun thing to do? Right. Well, and uh, yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, our media really kind of talks about it like that. I mean, it's so funny because ever since I started down this path and I, I write about this stuff a lot in my blog and in the book. Um, and if you, if people read it, they're like, Oh my gosh, you're right. I didn't realize like once I never realized how much I was alcohol is being talked about, like in shows and on commercials and at restaurants and, you know, everywhere I went, I felt like someone was kind of pushing me to drink. Um, and so I didn't realize that before, but when I stopped, you know, it was just so prevalent, you know, every TV show you watch, you know, someone is, drinking to relax or they're drinking, you know, even if it's just a glass of wine and, you know, rarely do you ever see shows or commercials, you know, where people are having problems with alcohol or where someone's hung over, you know, no one's talking about that kind of stuff. It's only the good parts of alcohol. So I think it's kind or, of, yeah. Or sorry to interrupt you, but I no. just thought of this, or if you see those things, it's in a funny way, yeah. you know, like in a movie or a show, it's like, oh, this person is hungover, you know, uh, you know, it's funny. They're, uh, I need, you know, to, you know, wake up or whatever. And, and to me, that's, I don't know. It's just hard to, I don't know. It's just such a hard thing because I guess I see the other side of that, that I've experienced, you know, where that's so funny. Yeah. And that person's so funny and they're falling down drunk and it's, funny and it's a show but in all reality the next day you're not with that person who's hung over who's yes. trying to get up and they're going back to drinking and they're struggling to you know make ends meet or they're trying to function and can't because they're coping 
they're, they just keep doing the same thing day to day to day. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's really debilitating. And I was just going to say, yeah. And, and I think going back to that, you know, I've done a lot of research on this and, you know, alcohol is the most dangerous drug, way more dangerous than what people think is more dangerous, like cocaine or, you know, heroin, alcohol kills um, more people than both of those drugs combined. And so it causes just so many issues and we don't hear about those things. You know, it, it, you know, even aside from addiction, alcohol really messes with people's um, mental health. It's linked to lots of different cancers. And so it's like, all we hear about is like you said, the funny things and, Oh, that's hilarious. And so when people wake up with a hangover, they just think, Oh, that's normal, but really it's, it's not good for you, you know? And um, yeah. I mean, or, or like blacking out drunk and not remembering what happened the night before. I mean, I would just, how is that funny? Like, why is that okay? You know, like, I don't. Yeah. And I think there's so much shame. I know for myself, you know, there were times that I got so drunk that I blacked out and I couldn't remember what happened the night before, but I'm not waking up talking about that the next day because I don't want to tell anybody that I couldn't remember. And Mm -hmm. I felt so ashamed. And so you know, I just assumed, you know, it was just me or that no one else would understand. And so I think that's why I'm so drawn to talking about this stuff because, you know, nobody, it doesn't feel like a lot of people are talking about it. And so, yeah, we, we see the like fun, the start of the night when, you know, you're sitting down, you know, having a glass of wine, but, you know, a lot of times we don't see the whole fast forward and see it through and to see what happens and how people, for me, I mean, after drinking, um, alcohol really increases anxiety. So for an anxious person, um, once you've had a few drinks and it doesn't have to be very many as your body tries to kind of let, as the alcohol leaves your body and you start to, it's trying to get you back to normal, it releases a ton of cortisol, which is stress. And so here I have an anxiety disorder and I've just released a ton of cortisol and stress hormones into my body, making me feel so anxious. And, you know, oh, I wow. yeah. And I didn't realize that, but you know, I, I, just, di- I didn't either. Like I literally did not know that. And you know, how many people have said to me, you just need to take a drink. You just need to take a drink and chill. You yeah. t- take, you know, do this, do that. They want to t- me to do it because they think I'm uptight. Mm-hmm. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I am a little bit wound up, <laughs> um, but I, I would really be in trouble if I was to do that then, because yeah. yeah, the anxiety would just be overwhelming. And it's, it's weird because my brother, I think he struggles with anxiety. And so um, I'm thinking, Oh, wow. Like maybe, you know, this, these two things, this is why, you know, so I, it brings light into that, into like that issue. And you know, and, and I don't want to seem like I am shaming anyone for drinking or having fun. I mean, believe me, when I look back at some of the times that my friends were drinking, it was funny. I mean, it was, yeah. I mean, those times we, we talk about a couple of times, you know, one of my friends, it's not funny. I mean, it is funny, but I mean, she had so much to drink. And so she was every, like, no joke, we were driving down the road and I think we had to stop maybe. 10 times on the same road for her to throw up. It was right. just, and, and we talk about it as it, cause it was a memory and it was funny and we were young. And, um, but when I think about it, I mean, she doesn't, I don't think she drinks hardly anymore anyways, but, um, and she was a bartender, 
but uh, she never had a problem with the drinking either. Right. But I just mean like, you know, those things are funny and those memories are funny and the, you know, the movies make it funny, but what about these people who it's, it's not funny, you right. know, it's not, it's not a, a joke. It's something that's serious, you know? It really is. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I'm the same. I'm never shaming someone for drinking, but I think what I want people to know is just that, you know, I think we kind of live in this black and white, like either people think I'm like, uh, you're, I'm either going to be an alcoholic who has severe issues, or I'm going to be a regular drinker. And you can be somewhere in between, you know, and Mm -hmm. I think a lot of us are, especially now with COVID and being home and all the stressors in the world. I mean, we are really feeling it. And alcohol sales have gone up, especially for women, you know, and so I just kind of talk about it because, you know, we assess everything in this culture about our diets and our bodies and, you know, organic and um, sugar and carbs. And there's a million different kinds of diets, but we don't Mm -hmm. talk about is alcohol enough, you know? And I think if people knew that it can cause some serious side effects aside from addiction that, you know, they might consider, but you know, whether or not it's working for them. And, you know, I think a lot of times people feel ashamed if it's not working for them or they don't really want to talk about it because there's just the stigma that you have to be an alcoholic if you stop drinking and you know people think that about me and it's okay um but I think that it's also okay to just decide no matter what you drink you know maybe you just have one drink a week but is it making you feel better or worse and it's okay to eliminate it if if it makes you feel worse or it's okay to keep it if it makes you feel better you know like you said no judgment but you know, just, I like to think, you know, help people just consider it as part of their mental health or overall physical wellness, just to throw alcohol into the mix of all the other things that you're doing to take care of yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. I, I like the, the way you, you say that is it's not something that you're trying to shame someone for. It's just mostly just assessing your life and thinking about it. And is it something that you can remove you know, to help you be, I don't want to say a better person, but just better overall with your health and, and well-being. Yeah. Yeah. Um, why do you feel like, um, and I may have already asked you this, but why do you feel like alcohol is such a co- coping mechanism? And, and when I ask that too, is because um, I think coping mechanisms are, you know, like with me, with food, my eating disorder, mine was more of um, not doing it, uh, not eating just. And then there's people who are ones who tend to overeat or, you know, coping mechanisms because it's like you're in control. Right. You're, um, and with alcohol, I feel like people cope because they say it mellows them out. I mean, that's what a lot of people say to me. Right. They're like, oh, I drink because it, it, it just relaxes me. I just feel relaxed. And so maybe I guess it relaxes you at first, but like you said, once your body. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. And, you know, as someone who's still just really working through anxiety and it's, you know, 100 times better since I don't drink anymore, but I still have anxiety. And I will tell you, you know, there's nothing that works as fast and as quick as, you know, a drink or two, you know, it really does in the moment kind of alleviate um, whatever you've got going on. It basically numbs you. And I, I talk about numbing a lot in the book and in the blog about, you know, just it gives you the ability to check out. But the problem is when you check out, 
your problems don't go away. You don't, you, nothing, there are no solutions. And so, you know, people turn to it because it is a quick and easy fix for right then in that moment. But usually, you, you know, when, after you're finished drinking, you still got to face what you've got going on. And now you're facing it with a hangover or with an extra dose of cortisol or with more anxiety. And the other thing is, um, you know, alcohol really makes you want, the more you drink, the more you drink. And so it's like, if you drank, um, tomorrow you're going to feel even more stressed out. So what do you want to do? You're going to want to drink again to kind of get that back to, to feeling that chill feeling that people have. And, you know, it's just this kind of awkward, nasty cycle because you can't really escape that while you're still drinking. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, so people probably do feel better. And there's a lot of studies show too that just the act of drinking or walking to the refrigerator at that five o'clock time to get out your beer or your wine, people start to feel relieved because they anticipate, they've told themselves that this is going to calm me down. This is what I do to cope. And so sometimes it's not just the alcohol. It's just this kind of behavior that you've created for yourself, this habit. And so people feel like they're more relaxed because that's what they've kind of conditioned themselves to feel, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. It makes a lot of sense yeah. because you know, for some people, it may be alcohol and for some, it may be something else. So, uh, you know, some in your mind, you think, okay, if I avoid this, like for my situation with eating was, um, well, if I avoid it, then like it, it gets you on a high almost like, oh, you don't, you're not doing it because you're avoid. you know, it's just a, mind game, I guess. I don't know, but I can uh, sympathize with those, those things, although it's not alcohol related, but still. Um, so women who don't drink, okay. Like us now, um, we need like more groups. We need more social things, um, to socially, because, you know, like I said, I have no, uh, problem mix and mingling with people who are drinking. I have no problem. Like I'm not like over there going, Oh my God, I cannot believe they're drinking. You know, I'm not freaking out over it. I don't do that. I just, when I'm around people who are drinking two things either happen. One, I just feel really awkward because I'm, you know, in this social event and I'm drinking like water or (laughs) something else and everybody else is drinking or two, people who start drinking kind of start getting very annoying to me. <laughs> they kind of annoy me a little bit because they get like, uh, they start slurring like their words or they're like, uh, I'm like, oh, and, and I'm, and, and it's, you know, like I said, that they're, that could be their thing and it could be funny and it is funny sometimes, but if those two things are normally what happens. So I'm like, we need more groups for women who, don't, you know, drink. Yeah. Yes. I hear you. And I feel, um, like I'm still kind of on a quest to like figure out how to have a good time because I think that, you know, it is hard to avoid settings where, you know, there's no alcohol, but I do like find myself being more drawn to like, well, first of all, daytime events, you know, like I like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like, exercising, especially in a place that doesn't promote alcohol, because I have been in, you know, gyms or um, settings where people are like, you know, bust your butt so you can drink that wine tonight. <laughs> you know, and yes. 
definitely trying to avoid that. But I know you're into bar three and I I like to do bar three too. And I never hear something like that too, you know, there, I mean. Um, Yeah, no, you definitely don't. Yeah. And I I do think like there are some other, I have um, a guy who runs something called the Mocktail Project and he's given out like really cool recipes for drinks for people so that they can feel festive um, while you're at the party, you know, so that you're not just carrying around a water bottle or, um, you know, something not fun. Um, But yeah, you know, I do think like just looking for those like women's retreats that aren't, you know, things that just aren't completely centered around alcohol and it is hard, you know, and that is, you know, something I hope that changes because there just aren't many things, even like I see a lot of, you know, yoga or retreats and, or events, even, you know, school meetings are at bars or revolved around alcohol in some way or another, you know, Mm-hmm. Um, but I hope to, you know, be part of that change too, and just creating some like women centered, alcohol free fun. Yeah. Let's, let's, we need to collaborate on that. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's, um, talk about that at another time, <laughs> but yeah, but seriously, cause you know, I, I've never thought about it. Uh, and I had like an aha moment when you just said, I like to do daytime events. Because that for me is like, I was like, oh, wow, that's me. Like, I love daytime stuff. Yeah. Um, And maybe that's why. And I never, you know, thought that. I mean, I do like to do night things. But I mean, after you said that, it's like, oh, my gosh, I feel like that hit the nail on the head. It was spot on for me because I am a daytime thriver, I guess you could say. So. Yeah, me too. And I thought, you know, that I was living for the nightlife. And, you know, once I eliminated alcohol, I mean, most of the things that I used to love to do, you know, going to a bar, I mean, that's Mm -hmm. just not fun for me anymore, you know, so I don't do those things if, if, you know, unless, you know, there's someone very special that we're celebrating or, you know, something like that. But yeah, for the most part, I'm into like, yeah, the daytime events. And, you know, I do think that, I used to believe that everybody was always drinking and that's because I was drinking and I thought we were all just living it up, drinking our drinks, you know, and it's funny because you weren't drinking and, you know, a lot of other people aren't. And so I try to stay focused on that. Like there've been a few concerts that I've been to and I'm like, Oh, this is going to be so hard. Um, and I notice, like sometimes the people sitting around me aren't always drinking. And, you know, I think just, mm-hmm. there are a lot of us out there for whatever reason, you know, recovering alcoholics, you know, people like you and just non-drinkers. Mm-hmm. And I think that I've gotten so many messages from people just saying like, I don't, I never drank or I don't drink anymore. And yeah, I, it's just shocking to me how many people actually don't. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to need you to um, connect me with some of these yeah. people because I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. It's so amazing to know because I felt like an outsider, seriously. Um, it's for someone who doesn't drink and then doesn't or hasn't struggled with any, you know, issues around drinking other than it being a family member who, you know, has. Right. So, um, so you, so tell me what does being alive AF feel like? So I, that's such a great question. And what I try to talk about a lot and, you know, is that there's just, I feel so much more contentment, you know, I'm not like rushing for these highs and I don't have these low lows anymore. You know, I think before I'm like, 
woohoo, you know, let's go on a two day vacation. And I've spent the whole time drinking and then coming home from that feeling so depleted or miserable um, because of how I had wasted that, that time, you know? And so I just, I don't have kind of, I'm, I'm not longing for this escape anymore. I'm not, um, you know, waiting for the week. I'm not living for the weekend or for five o'clock anymore. Um, and as a result of that, I don't have these, you know, anxious periods of time where I can barely, you know, get myself together because I feel so guilty or ashamed of what I drink, you know? And so it's just mm-hmm. kind of this, I say no highs, no lows, you know, and, and that might sound like it's not exciting, but it's a really happy place to be for someone who spent a long time, looking for the highs just to experience the lows, you know? Yeah. The other thing is I feel like now I'm just a more authentic person. You know, I think when I was drinking, you know, I was always like, I thought I was having these deep discussions and I would, you know, get into people's faces and give them advice and, you know, (laughs) talk about all these things that I thought were so deep, you know, most of which I couldn't even remember the next day. And so, you know, I wasn't as authentic back then. And I thought what I was doing was forming connections and I thought I was developing these deep relationships, but really I just, I wasn't. And so that's part two of me. I don't have to deal with that anymore. You know, now that I'm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And see, it's so funny is because I always get on my mom about when she's drinking because she becomes like this lovey dovey person and not that she's not in when she's not, but she's like, Oh, I love you so much. I'm so proud of you. And like, she's hugging on me and Oh, and like patting me. And I'm like, mom, stop. Like that annoys me because to me, it doesn't feel not, it doesn't feel authentic. I know she loves me. I know she cares about me, but when you're doing it and you're drinking to me, it's just, it's, it's not real. Like it's not a, and, and I've also seen the other side and, and, and people who think like alcohol gives them uh, liquid courage is, is what they call it. Oh, it gives me liquid courage. So then I just tell these son of a guns, like how I feel, or I tell them how I think. And, um, I mean, I've seen, I've, I've, seen my fair share of some crazy stuff when people are drinking um and that turns into uh, to, uh traumatic events I mean my brother um went with us one time to a club or bar and um he was drinking and he became a violent drinker so he would be violent so he would want to fight people and that's what he would do I mean we were standing over there and all of a sudden, I don't know if somebody just looked at him wrong or what, but here he goes walking through a club. And I mean, I've seen him knock five or six people out like cold, bam, 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 bam. And I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Like it was so traumatic. I was, I was fearful. It, it put the fear in me. It was so scary. And I mean that night, we left him. We left. I said, we got to go because I was so afraid of him. Um, I've seen him, you know, and that's the side too, that I think scares me about alcohol is because I I see those two unauthentic things, uh, develop from people who've, um, been drinking. Um, and so that to me is like, Oh, yeah. And I I think, 
Yeah, going back to what we were saying about it being a coping, you know, I think people think that they're drinking to cope, but really they have these issues that they've got going on in their regular lives when they're not drinking. And so they're repressed and they come out when people are drinking in these, you know, sometimes negative ways. And I think there was like a Saturday Night Live skit recently about like a family argument and everybody was drunk. And, you know, it was like, it made no sense, but people were just like yelling at each other, you know, and it's like that, I think it does. It just brings up all of this stuff because you're just you know whatever people have going on the alcohol doesn't take it away and sometimes it just makes it worse you know or Mm -hmm. brings up stuff and then it's not yeah you're not resolving anything you're not having a deep connection with people and you know you're not really you know getting where you where you hoped that you would go so it's good to talk yeah 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 and and then you're sick and most people are sick after that and to me it's like okay you drink this drink it calms you down or it excites you and then you go through these things either you black out and you beat people up not necessarily or you black out and fall down and whatever you don't remember and then the next day you're sick and I don't know it's just like to me it just never was worth it and I just yeah I just wanted to just avoid all that And and I think it brought up so much trauma for me you know it was a lot of traumatic things that happened and and I was witnessed so I mean my goodness you know my brother going to jail and and um you know going to these uh uh, anger control classes you know alcohol recovery classes and stuff like that it just yeah it's just a a thing that um I don't know (laughs) so yeah good you know most a lot of the time before we go, I want you to tell uh, my listeners a little bit about your blog and, of course, your book. I mean, how amazing is it to be a author? Thank you. Yeah, it is. I'm still, like, getting comfortable with it because I'm I'm pretty introverted and shy when it comes to stuff like this. So <laughs> I'm, I'm just, like, trying to lean in a little bit. But, yeah, my blog is SP. Uh, Samantha Perkins, Alive AF. And um, I put out, uh, well, not as much anymore, but I do put out a couple blog posts a month, usually around anxiety and coping and motherhood. It's not just all alcohol. Um, Just, you know, kind of a place to talk about, to talk openly, I guess, about some of the issues that I think a lot of us face. Um, And then my book is on Amazon. You can find it there. It's just, you can just search in the search bar, Alive AF. And so the name, so, uh, is it a live AF as in like, as fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I love this. When I first came up with it, you know, I think of it as alcohol free and because oh. I, everything feels like really alive. You know, when I think people say, when they say as fuck, you know, they're, they're saying a lot, right? I mean, that's kind of yeah. So for me, yeah, I'm like alive a lot because I'm alcohol free, but the AF does stand for alcohol free. I love that too, because, um, G GF is what I always say, or G free for me is gluten free. So, um, I love that. And, and it kind of has a spin on it. So it's like either, Oh, alive, alcohol free or alive AF, like, you know, and either way it's great. So, um, okay. So I, I, I have two questions that I used to ask some of my um, guests and then I kind of was trying to talk about more serious things. And so I stopped, but I'm bringing it back. Um, so name something in your life you've done that wasn't so darling. 
Oh gosh, you know, I could name a lot of <laughs> a lot of things that weren't so darling. Um, but I do want to think of this one. You know, I spent a lot of my adult life not having courage to speak up for myself and my needs and what I wanted or about my feelings. Um, and so, you know, I, I'm not doing that anymore. And so I, I feel like, you know, it's okay. I'm finally feeling good about speaking up for myself and, you know, I guess stepping into my truth. And I didn't, I was not doing that for most of my time. So that's something I've been working on. I love that. I really do. Um, and who do you find to be so darling? Yeah, that's a great question. So I learned a lot of what I, um, you know, the reason I'm alcohol free is because of some books that I read. One is by Annie Grace. She's a really great author. She writes a book called The Snake in Mind. It's about um, the science behind what alcohol does to your body aside from addiction. And it's just really informative. She talks a lot about um, the culture around alcohol. And so she's, you know, a huge hero to me because she helped me. Um, that was one of the first books that I read that helped me kind of get on this path. Hmm. Great. Great. Okay. So you told my listeners about the blog and the book. And so how can my listeners find you? Okay. So I'm on Instagram, Samantha Perkins, Alive AF. Um, And like I said, you can find me at the blog. It's spaliveaf.com. And I'm on Facebook, just Samantha Perkins. So, and you can, um, my information is there uh, at the blog. If, you know, people want to email me, they can find it there um, anytime. Okay, and where uh, can they buy the book? It's on Amazon. Amazon, okay. Well, I appreciate you coming on so much and sharing your story. I hope that um, it reaches at least a few more um, people and um, is, is helpful. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And I hope that I would, you know, provided some insight or help to any of your listeners. If you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe. And it would be so darling if you rate and review my podcast and then head over to notsodarling.com or follow me on Instagram at notsodarlingtanya. Thanks for listening.